0: Honey, your partners. Honey, your corners. All-a-man, live. Train,
1: ride, and live. Oh, me,
0: Joe, with the elbow swing. Grand all-a-man around the ring. Grand all the men around the ring.
2: Oh, me, Joe, and family.
0: Well, hello again. I'm Joe Bell Shirtsinger along with
2: Melissa Shirtsinger.
0: Melissa Sims Shirtsinger. Yes. Same Melissa. Same girl. Added Shirtsinger.
2: Plus, plus.
0: You're now a like a ship. You're an MSS. Ooh, MSS Melissa. So, you know, it's been a little while since we've done a a radio show proper.
2: It has.
0: And, uh, you know, I remember that maybe it was one of our first episodes that we started talking about. uh, I believe it was Anthony Antoine Scalia. Remember that? I do. And you asked me, you said, what did you say? Do you remember? No. (laughs) No. Well, this would be the part if we were really fancy in radio show land, I would put the clip in and uh, we'd flashback and be like. Uh-huh. But we're not that fancy. What you said was Joe Bill, do you think it's a conspiracy?
2: Oh, that, yes. And he
0: was in a hunting lodge, as I recall. Indeed. When, when he died. Indeed, and yeah. Somebody put like a pillow on his head or something. Because that happens all the time when you go hunting, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just out. Wasn't hunting?
2: that the Supreme Court? We're jumping in this like on fire because I know where this is going already.
0: <laughs> well, do you expect anything less from me? Nope. Right. Yes, he was the Supreme Court Justice, and he uh, formed a. Um, he was a conservative uh, Supreme Court Justice who opposed the gay marriage, among other things, and uh, he was older. And there was an interest in getting some other people in the Supreme Court, stacking the court, you might say. But well, I, I mean, I'm not saying that anybody would murder anybody to do that because that would be crazy. No, you are nuts. That, that would be wild business. You right have schizophrenia. I know that sounds like a conspiracy, which uh, would be the whole reason why we're kind of doing this to uh, today, right? So we're we're completing a big loop here. Um, you could say it's a. Where the uh, tail and the mouth overlap.
2: Yeah, we even have the same colored walls as where we started. They have that skin <laughs> color. So, like our old walls were <laughs> skin colored as somebody pointed out. And yeah. They I just, didn't paint them that. No,
0: no. We just came into skin color walls, which apparently well, you keep is,
2: getting skin colored walls. This is
0: something that's unique to our path, I guess. We, we're about the skin walls. So... <laughs> Uh, I guess we should start off with the news. It's been a while since we've done a news segment, so, um, I'll, uh, let you... Well, I'm not ready. Uh, well, you're, well, I mean, now's the time, so you should, you should you're get that you to have
2: way. to fill in for a few seconds.
0: All right, so, we're I not... I don't even know what the news is today. I mean, today. basically, the whole world blew up as we... That's what I said as, last As time. we did, yeah, as we suggested on the news. Oh,
2: look, the first thing on this website I use for news, Kentucky high school staff member got lap dances from students... Photos appear to show. Well, what on earth? Now, we,
0: we know Kentucky's a vir- virtuous place that loves only the truth, so I don't really understand what? how that could have happened in such a place.
2: Let's see here. The superintendent of an Eastern Kentucky school district said an investigation is underway after photos surfaced Tuesday showing students giving lap dances to staff and wearing scant clothing. During Ooh. Hazard High School. Wait, Daisy Dukes? Hmm. Um, Week festivities, students and staff took part in a man pageant and costume day on Tuesday, according to the school's Facebook page. Photos that were since taken down from the Athletics Department Facebook page appeared to show students giving lap dances to faculty and staff, including the high school's principal, Donald Happy Mobellini, who is also mayor of the Perry County City. Well, well, a well, of,
0: a lot of familiar sounding names in all this, but um, weird. You know, yeah, what are the odds? Well, here's a, another little funny fact. Just before we were on the air, I was reading the the weirdo Urantia book, right? The one that mm. that's all. The, it's the blue book that <laughs> mm-hmm. came out in the '70s that may have been channeled, or we're not really sure. Like mm. nobody knows where it came from. Mm-hmm. But it makes the claim in there. My
2: mom had that book.
0: Well, so do I. Now have that book. Yes. Uh, it makes the claim in there, though, that uh, Kentucky, especially eastern Kentucky, about 33 million some odd years ago, experienced a volcanic eruption.
2: You really are you going to what say that again? Back that up, because I'm not believing you're just going to say that. What now?
0: So just before, because like, we didn't even know what the news was, because you literally just looked it up. Right. We didn't know. We, yeah. We didn't plan this. No. This, this isn't an op. <laughs> no. So we I was looking through the Urantia book. Right. Reading through it. And, um it uh, one of the claims that it makes is thirty three million years ago in Eastern Kentucky, there was a volcanic explosion that rocked the entire world.
2: all right, so hold up because I'm gonna take a screenshot of this because this, and we're gonna post this to our website cause right. hold up. this is gonna make some weird noises because I'm holding my because I don't have I can this doesn't reach to my desk, so right, hold on. You hear that click? Yep. All right.
0: Take a picture. it last longer.
2: Yeah. So right above it is Simpsons episode from 2003 shows Southwest chunk of La Palma gone, which Uh-oh. is a volcano. Oh, you're going to, you're about to hit Singularity. Ah! Yeah.
0: No, I don't care. It's fine. At this point, I'm still used to it. It's it'd be weird if it didn't happen. It's like happen.
2: yesterday when our phones synced exactly at right. the same time playing that Angel of Death thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, last, okay. last time we did this, it was a wild ride, but this time it's like, oh, no, no, eh, whatever.
2: Really, 2015 <laughs> started it all.
0: That it did. I was definitely uh, right about the blood moon being significant. Yeah. And I and was definitely right about the um, the solar eclipse are all things that I was right about. I think we were. So I'm going to just go ahead and say it right here. We're doing it. I told you so.
2: You are the prophet of I told you so. That's probably the best thing I ever yeah, came I up
0: with. And I get so little billing. I mean. It's, I know. Nobody I, likes it. It's verifiable. Nobody
2: likes the person saying I told you so. <laughs> Everybody ver- hates I mean, you.
0: We have it on the we air. We have proof. <laughs> we have it dated on the air and still people are like, I think you're schizophrenic. Which, uh, well, interestingly well, enough. leads us
2: into the next <laughs> Right. One. But here's the thing. What kind of person are you that you would be really mean to somebody who's schizophrenic? That's really rude.
0: I guess you'd be kind of a mean person.
2: That's really, who's the mean person here?
0: Well, I don't know. but I don't know. You know, the the old way of seeing life was that they would see schizophrenic people and they would go, they probably have something spiritual to offer and I don't want to make them angry
2: because they might be a messenger. Well, they used to call them shamans back in the day, but in this modern age, they're called schizophrenics.
0: But nowadays we're like, we'll put you in a jail cell and we'll give you medication to make you just like We'll make lots of money off of you and pay Mm -hmm.
2: people a lot of money to take care of you.
0: Because you obviously need us to take care of you. Yeah. Not that you have something important that we might need to understand and that we can't even begin to appreciate, so therefore you are sick. Right. Which can be. I mean, there are people that do have some sickness, but at the same time, you kind of, if you've got somebody who's in front of you displaying a sickness, you should probably make sure you haven't been infected with said sickness.
2: Yeah, you should be down with the sickness, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Come on. Get up.
2: Get down <laughs> with the sickness.
0: So did you have more news that you wanted to, I mean, oh, that- wait. I mean, volcanic 33 million years ago, you're onto you. We're already on some weird okay, stuff. Okay, so, so
2: yeah. So Kentucky um, lap dancing led to a volcanic eruption. Right. I'm like, that's, you know, pretty funny. Well, I
0: think that, you know, it's judgment, right? So um, a volcano exploded. I'm not
2: going to do this right now, but we'll look it up for later, the Simpson episode that does that. Okay, what right. else we got here? Um, So, of course, you can't. You know, swing a dead cat without talking about what? The jabs, the vax, the stabs.
0: Oh, oh you mean that huge epidemic that is going around? The giant and,
2: epidemic you know, where nobody can breathe. The thing where the vaccine doesn't, doesn't
0: really work for it, but it treats everything else, including like like constipation or whatever. I don't know. Right. It also kills you, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, that's going on. Well, um, I don't I really guess, have much to say I about that. I guess that, well, they're... The, they've decided that Shots for Kids, um, they they said um, that they're not ever going to learn about how safe it is until they start giving it to kids. Oh,
0: well, that's kind of like yeah. uh, we don't know how safe drinking bleach is to cure, say, like the cold until you try it. Yeah. So, I mean, the only one way to find out.
2: <laughs> I guess that the new kids will be the first responders. I don't know how that works. Sounds like an
0: experiment to me. It
2: sounds weirdly like it. Oh, and that leads to also um, all that information coming out about Fauci and his experimentation on dogs and kids with AIDS, because that's great.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some disturbing data about all that. But I think that the, I mean, if you study up on the cosmetics industry and such, they've been using animals in all kinds of cruel ways for a very long time. So I'm not saying that exonerates Fauci. I'm just saying, you know, it it offends the liberal sensibilities of let's save the world, because clearly the medicine must uh, treat and cure you. So it's offensive to us that uh, something like dogs might have you know man's best friend had to suffer. We don't like that.
2: Right. I mean, cruelty to certain animals is more acceptable to than others. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah. Well, we we kind of pick and choose, right? Like, so cosmetics. We know that it's been happening for a long time, and then this COVID discussion it isn't as though like biomedical testing hasn't been happening for forever
2: yeah i well i mean we didn't really know what was happening back then like nobody really understood it because i i was back then and like nobody ever talked about it. we weren't told like we just you just believed because it said science and doctor and laboratory that those people somehow had um ingrained like wonderful values like nobody ever questioned it and then and I think in the 70s, there were some people that started to come out with some information talking about, you know, um, these testings on animals and, and you know, well, well okay, that seems like maybe science needs to do that. We don't know because the rabbit dies when you're pregnant, right? So you don't think about that
0: what what about the rabbit and
2: you don't know like back in the day that's was the the thing that they used to use rabbits right it was a test they used to um see if a woman was pregnant and it killed the rabbit if you were pregnant you didn't know that
0: i don't think i've heard that one no
2: way really Oh yeah that's been lost in time already yeah yeah look it up
0: dead rabbits dead rabbits
2: That leads to something else altogether that's also been going on. Look how this just flows, man.
0: How ironic, since rabbits are usually about fertility anyway.
2: They're about fertility and the moon and all that, but then you've got this whole other thing with Alice in Wonderland and the rabbit hole and this Q stuff that's been going... What?
0: What? Oh, oh, hey, (laughs) hey. This is not that kind of radio show.
2: I'm just saying there's been weird stuff happening. I mean,
0: no, we've all collectively decided that none of that can be happening at all, so it isn't. That's how that works. No. So what happens is remember Mythbusters where he said, I reject your reality and substitute my own? You know, that was his catchphrase. Right. It's pretty much I deny your reality and substitute <laughs> my own. Like that is where we are now. So mm-hmm. anyway. No, I haven't heard the rabbit thing. I'll have to have Really? To look at that. No, that's not God, something. I other. found
2: something you didn't know.
0: Yeah, it happens every once in a great wow. while. Wow. When the when the moon and the sun align in a certain way and the mm. the stars are in the position that they only get to every five hundred to six hundred years, then yes. <laughs> it does occur and then I go, huh. I learned when it's something. it's in
2: the seventh house and yeah, Jupiter, Jupiter aligns on. with Mars.
0: This is the uh, dawning of the what? book of uh, a Yeah. So, uh, anyway, hey, did you ever talk about, as an aside, and we don't have to get into this too much, but did you ever talk about your Urani your on your, your experience when you went to France? Did you ever talk about him?
2: I don't think that I – I really haven't listened to that episode fully by myself or with a lot of focus since we I actually did probably it. Probably
0: wouldn't in the dark or anything like that. It's kind of a scary episode. I don't episode.
2: think that I – did and there was also the other episode with someone else that i went to france with that i didn't really listen back to either so i don't know you're no i don't know if i i mentioned him or not the shaman of the yeah renly chateau of renly chateau in the south of france i think he out of is all an interesting the, character
0: all the characters in your in your story there he's probably one of the more sympathetic i think for me so
2: yeah, I I never met him, so I only met him through um the other people who talked about him, mainly Richard and um some other people that were in the group that um that used to belong to that would knew him. And he was a cross-dressing, sometimes he was naked, but uh he he was a shaman, he considered himself a shaman, I guess, and um Fascinating character. And he, I think, if I remember right, he broke the mirror in Renly Chateau because he said Satan was coming through the mirror.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good reason to break a mirror. Yeah. So, like.
2: But I do know that they talked about him being like people picked on him and. Yeah, they took his yeah, house and yeah, took it was his bad. land. And it was real bad. The whole thing, like
0: everybody said, that he was more or less schizophrenic. Like, except, was, yeah. except in France, it's just like normal. Like that was a
2: no. He was yeah, featured. I think right. Richard uh, Richard Richard Stanley did a documentary on him specifically on him, and he ended up passing away. Now I can't remember why he died, but. Was yeah. it cancer or he was well, older.
0: I don't think I heard, but I, I imagine it was stress because he was like trying to fight for his house and they wouldn't yeah. give him his house. And I mean, he had a really rough run of it. He was, was in
2: like. his documentary, The uh, the Other World.
0: Right. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, that's another story for another time. But I, the book, Your Auntie, reminded me of it. Oh, yeah. So
2: he see seemed it. like a neat person. And he was actually, I was real close to him. Um, we drove past his house, and yeah, there was all that weird stuff hanging outside because he'd hang different things outside, which I didn't understand at the time why he did, and now I totally understand why he did that. <laughs> well, like it looks crazy, but <laughs> it's not yeah. as crazy as you think.
0: Life, if you look at it from a, enough of a lens, all looks insane.
2: Yeah, I've done some weird stuff since then, so yeah, that happens. doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But
0: all right, do we have any other news? Pressing um, news.
2: Well, let me help. All right. Um, so basically COVID, nobody can breathe. That's old news. It is, but I don't think we really covered that. But um, let's see here. Journalist reads filthy porn book from school's library at Florida school board meeting. Board members call police to have him forcibly removed. There's a lot of
0: porn going on yeah,
2: here. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. Texas, William Davis has been sentenced to death for murdering multiple patients as a cardiovascular ICU nurse.
0: Okay, well, that's a healthy, treat. it's a very effective treatment plan, just murder your patient.
2: Okay, former ABC, NBC, and CNN Emmy-nominated cameraman arrested for threatening to kill Matt Getz and his family.
0: All right. Uh-huh. A lot of murder going on, it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Maybe it's the time of year.
2: <laughs> it could be. Um, Let's see. I don't know. I think that's mainly it. This it, it wasn't just beagles and monkeys. Fauci's NIH also funded medical experiments on AIDS orphans in New York City.
0: Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Medical. But, I mean, again... Human experimentation isn't necessarily new when it comes to medicine. Yeah. So it's just the fact that everybody's going, oh, look, our medicine comes from, like, bad things. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, has been for some time. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I think I think it's good that people are waking up to that because now you can at least have the discussion, whereas before you couldn't. But um, at the same time, it's a little bit uh, – to be able to, to have a naive worldview at this point, and think that the people that have lab coats have your best interests in mind. Uh, I don't know. That's a fairy tale to me that I can't get behind.
2: <laughs> right. Minnesota School Board docks, uh citizen speakers. I don't know what that's about. but
0: Sounds like a doxing, which, yeah. as you know, is an Internet attack where you post up information
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, about your intended target, mm-hmm. which gets into targeted individuals mm-hmm. and all that fun.
2: Gaslighting
0: and... Right, we don't like what you have to say, so we're gonna like run around and make we're gonna threaten you difficult. and shut you down. Yeah, we're gonna make accusations and things that aren't true, and, and mm-hmm. hope that hope that in the end that you're not still there when we get done. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right. Well, is that all for news, or do you have anything? That's all good news I so far. I, mean, I guess that's enough. I feel really edified having right. Gone I just, all of it.
2: Yeah, it's all a right. whole different world, wasn't it? it was like yeah. we thought we had like two or three news articles before, yep. and now it's.
0: Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. David, David Bowie died to, like, everyone's on fire, <laughs> version one. Yeah. So the, the big topic today uh, that we're going to lead with, after kind of getting our feet wet here, um, is uh, John Nash and Game Theory. And um, he had a very interesting life, John Nash did, because he, uh, you know, he had the movie that was made about him by Ron Howard, and uh, it was called A Beautiful Mind and he went to princeton university in new jersey mm-hmm. uh to gain uh, i guess you would say he went to gain credentials or uh, influence or all the above and um he hated mathematics was very bored with it and then um had some experience with uh, working for a chemical corporation uh and learned some of that and then eventually encountered a, a mathematical treatise that inspired him to learn the crap out of math. <laughs> so hmm. he came into it basically hating it, not seeing a lot of utility for mathematics. Uh, didn't really enjoy it, and um, so that's how he started. Did you did you find that as well in your looking at John Nash?
2: Yeah. So just so everybody knows, you sprung this on me super fast. So I like biz through. An article. <laughs> it's been a while. I watched the movie. And of course, I read the wiki, the basic wiki. And he was born in Bluefield, uh, West Virginia.
0: Yep, he surely so, was.
2: <laughs> so the interesting thing is what I thought about um, coming back as we discussed our platform and, and things have changed and how we were going to do this is how we view everything from a spiritual perspective, and kind of how we kind of see things and how they're connected. He kind of had the same thing going on.
0: All right. So, yeah, okay. A similarity anyway. The, yeah, the movie kind of depicts de- depicted his making connections between things, and of course, in cinematography it's always like you, know, you get like newspaper articles linked to like, you know, it's like a scary wall. You have a scary yeah. wall in your house of connections. Right. Because that scares people.
2: But everybody's doing it now because now it's cool to do that.
0: Right. Well, it wasn't
2: cool when we, when we started doing it. There, there's everybody's a, like, mm, "You're crazy." There,
0: there's a reason for that, and believe it or not, it overlaps with John Nash. But I don't want to go into that just yet. But um, okay. But yeah, the the human the blue
2: field. Let's discuss yeah. that. What's that?
0: Well, it's something isn't it? It's in West Virginia, which originally was just a Virginia.
2: What, when you died, didn't you go to a blue field?
0: Uh, it wasn't a field. I wouldn't Cloud. say. Yeah, it was a more like an ocean. And, uh, yeah, you I could did
2: call that like a field, couldn't you?
0: I mean, yeah, you could stretch the definition of what you mean by a field. If you mean like <laughs> big ocean of blue color, then yeah, that would be a field of blue. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was born there and, um, we know that the state of Virginia, originally West Virginia didn't exist. Uh, it was just Virginia. And then there was an illustrious person who decided to carve out West Virginia. Do you know who it was? That's embarrassing. Yep, you fail. No. <laughs> Go. my, my good lady. <laughs> my sister lived there. You fail.
2: She, my sister, moved to Hurricane, 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 West Virginia um, yep. when I was a kid, and it. But she also lived somewhere else, and I can't think of it, it was. It wasn't far from Mothman, so that yeah. also probably ties into this, and we can probably wrap it all up by the end. I think
0: the answer to my question was Abraham Cornfield Bluefield Abraham Lincoln. That what? was the one who made West Virginia a state. Hmm. Yeah, so there's a long and storied history there with with all those little pieces with all the things kind of being thrown in here into a big pot. Cornfield and uh death and blue and Lincoln and there's lots well, of the corn things. Well, the cornfield
2: all right, let me go there. The corn a lot of times in, in mystic traditions or in symbolism represents the pineal gland. So when we think of field, you think of what? There's an auric field, there's a toric field, there's um you know, in esoteric speech. So you have fields. Right. Right. There's a magnetic field.
0: Yeah, there's a fields metal too for science or something, I think.
2: Right. So blue field indicates something to do with intelligence. Right, no, throat right. chakra. Is blue, which right. rules the mind. Right. Where the pineal gland is, right? Right. So we're making some connections here between cornfield, bluefield, intelligence.
0: Right. And then you've got the name involved with this John and then Nash.
2: So John was also known um, as an in, like an intelligence, right? Right. The head of John. Mm-hmm. The head. Right. So... And at at, um, at Rosalind Chapel, they have um, uh, the green man, the heads, several heads all over the church. And they also strangely have um, corn there. And when it was built, as far as we know, there was no one knew about corn in Europe. That no, was only American at that time.
0: The historical story that we all That's, share. Yeah, right.
2: Right. So... But there his, we go. But
0: we know that history is totally true.
2: hmm Right.
0: So, yeah, those we're, are the bits and pieces of his birth.
2: We're crossing a whole lot of stuff. right?
0: Those are the bits and pieces of his birth, and we're just kind of mentioning before we even get into the details that the location and name start to kind of spell out like, hey, this guy might uh, might have the potential to know some things.
2: <laughs> he knew something.
0: Right. So, and you can just conclude that on the basis of understanding uh, the, what would you call that, the field around where he was born, I guess, or the, the uh, temp, what would it be, the templum, template, yeah, either one of those work.
2: Blueprint.
0: Right, blueprint, any of those things. Um, just understanding those basic pieces, you can start to make some kind of inferences and go, hmm, uh, his life will probably do the following. Now, of course, there's still free will involved and such, but you can kind of make some pretty good deductions.
2: Right, so um, where was I going to go with that? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. I just so, lost so my train of thought. That,
0: that, was, uh, that was good.
2: Oh, so, so I watched the movie. Right. All right, so I can't tell you. I don't know what game theory is. Well, I except do. For, except for what was described in the movie. And here's my conspiracy theory, because mm-hmm. this is what we do. If you want to call it a conspiracy, I think... He actually was working with intelligence.
0: Well, so branches. So there are sem- You know he was. Come on. Well, there's several things that happened to John Nash. And uh, so game theory concerns the optimum strategy that players of a game can adopt when a player might make a choice that is all or nothing, which is called zero sum, where. Uh, that person can win, or nobody can win. In other words, um, the choice they make influences whether they themselves win, and the person loses, or everybody loses. So a lose lose versus a win lose. That's mainly what. So it,
2: when he saw the girls in the bar, was right. that the moment he kind of came in, to that in, realization? In the movie, yes.
0: And so right. the because in dating there's a win win lose right, like either you get the the person you're after or you don't. And so you're you're using all these different strategies to try to persuade your uh, romantic other that you're after pursuing to um, date you. And then, of course, if things go well, go beyond that. You are renegotiating the contract quite often. But he he wanted to to mathematically try to describe these scenarios. And so, the classic scenario is the prisoner's dilemma. Where if they both don't snitch on each other, then they both get, get away scot-free. Uh, if one snitches on the other, then the one that snitches gets away and the other one doesn't. And if they both snitch on each other, neither of them get get to go free. And uh, so he developed a mathematical equation to describe the, what were called Nash equilibrium points. Where you would find uh, the best benefit to everybody involved, assuming that their selfish interests were the prime concern. Their egos. Right. So and it's interesting to think about, although there's many, many games that have been developed on, on that basis. You know, there's uh, many ancient games that have been done, I guess. So what made it different for him was that he formalized it. And uh, in so doing, many different businessmen then picked this up and said, well, if it works over here in John Nash game theory land, it'll also work in economics. And uh, started using it to incentivize kind of an Aunt Anne Ronde who was, you know, she famously defended being selfish, doing whatever it is that makes you happy, right? Mm. And uh, so they picked that up and started doing that. And, and that's that's kind of where his work started to take hold, at least as, uh, as is recorded typically, um, is in that domain.
2: Okay. So he also, in the movie, was depicted... When he would have these episodes where some, um, like, you know, dude dressed in a trench coat would come pick him up in this car and take him to this secret, like, laboratory. And he was right. working on, you know, breaking codes for them.
0: Well, let's back this up a minute. His middle name was what? Forbes. Oh, well, that could have some uh, bearing on things, don't you think? Mm-hmm.
2: I thought about that. I didn't have a chance to dig to see if that was actually connected
0: right. to well, Forbes, Forbes. But it, I just said that his, his theory was taken into business by, mm-hmm. by businessmen, mm-hmm. right? And we know that uh, he lived during the time period of McCarthyism and the Red Scare and, and all those sorts of things. And uh, the, the uh, leader of the FBI during that time period would have been Hoover. And they were going through uh, intense amounts of you could be a communist sympathizer if like Jeff Foxworthy, but not in the funny way. Right. Mm-hmm. So he lived in a time period where people were being blackballed and like just inquisitioned into non-existence um, by the governmental powers that be. Uh, and a lot of times it wasn't because they had any evidence. They just didn't like you. So Yes, he did have some paranoid ideation, but, like, again, it's only paranoia if they're not out to get you, right? Right. So I'm not inclined in this situation. Like, yeah, he did he did have a lot of different things going on there, but let's put it against the backdrop of, you know, the 50s and the 40s and what was actually occurring uh, when we examine it. And people always neglect to do that for some reason. They're like, well... Remember the '50s? It not like, well, oh, that was just poodle skirts and everybody was happy, right? It's like, <laughs> uh, there's other stuff going on.
2: Yeah. So, what are you saying that you don't think he actually was working with them, or? Uh,
0: no, I. I mean, I'm not done painting my picture of him, so I don't. Okay. I don't want to make the conclusion that he was or that he wasn't. What I'm going to say is that he was working for Princeton, uh, New Jersey. He was rubbing shoulders with very famous mathematicians who would go on to do all kinds of things that were in intelligence. And um, he concluded through his paranoia, quote unquote, that there was a deep conspiracy against the United States Hmm. by the rest of the world, quote unquote. Hmm. All right. And he kept trying to write all these different people to warn them about Hmm. this impending conspiracy Hmm. against the United States and his recommendation was that they needed to change their ciphering, like the way they enciphered and coded things, because of this large conspiracy against the United States. Hmm. (laughs) Right. So we look back at that and we go, hmm. (laughs) Because at the time we would have gone, eh, all right, yeah, maybe. Like, we can see that that could be the case. But now we look at it and we have a much different view, right?
2: Yeah, so I have a... Of course, like all the weird times that I usually do, I think I have a two degree separation from Russell Crowe. Oh God, <laughs> I don't even know if you know this one. All right, so and it also involves Rosalind Chapel. Oh sweet baby and Jesus, Da Vinci Codes. Well,
0: Ron Howard, he's in it. So I swear, right? I swear to you, if any people show with pitchforks <laughs> after this,
2: I swear to God, do not. Okay, I cannot help what I am. I'm just telling you. <laughs> okay, so. Stu stewart he was on our number our second um program correct mm, yeah yes.
0: somewhere pretty close in there yeah
2: right as you know anybody who follows us or has listened to our our previous episodes know that he decoded rosalind chapel
0: i don't know if he decoded it but he certainly contributed to decoding it
2: Well, according to him him and he and his father did right tommy so um He got contacted by this lady, who I'm not going to say who it is, but this lady um, who pointed out um, a certain work of art. And I talked to this lady, and we kind of worked around with her a little bit, but then I lost contact. But point being, she actually went to school with Russell Crowe and said he was a super, super nice guy and extremely down to earth. Yeah, he kind of seems that way. So there you go. That's my second degree. I mean, it's tutors. not like, say, Alec Baldwin, who
0: doesn't come across that way at all.
2: Yeah, there's that in the news, too, which today they also said that he, um, they found other, what you say, bullet casings?
0: I didn't say anything, but yes, they did find other bullet casings. No, then. you said to me earlier, yes. That wasn't me. That was Jordan.
2: Oh, no, I swore. Okay, I thought it was you.
0: It was not me, no.
2: Okay, well, I guess there were other more than two bullets shot I guess he just went off after the fact. Well. When somebody fell on the ground bleeding. You know, you start pulling the trigger, and before you know it, you pull another
0: one, and then pretty soon it's pulling you. You know, that's how that works. Sounds like some kind of
2: crazy episode he had there.
0: The story isn't matching anyway. At the very least, there's some details that aren't making sense. Something ain't right. Right.
2: No, yeah, I didn't
0: know that you had a connection to Russell And She was an artist that what? Went to school with him and then... Right.
2: So she had contacted Stuart and said that she had this artwork that um, she wanted him to look at. And it was part of a code that we worked on, actually.
0: Do you know what the artwork was? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, well, all right. You you just alluded to it. So I figured like it was fair. I just
2: am saying there's somebody I've run across before that had connection. Well, thank
0: you for that, mysterious mouse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I just went into the back alley somewhere. You just somewhere. learned
2: something new about.
0: I me. did, but I feel like I went You in,
2: thought you knew everything. I
0: feel like I went into a back alley with men with briefcases and hot hands well, and stuff. It's like what about you never the know. I don't want to talk about that. It can't be spoken of. <laughs> That's what it feels like just happened.
2: Mm, it's not that mysterious, but there's reasons.
0: So, yeah, Nash, he um he was depicted by Russell Crowe, which I, I think we I don't know if we mentioned that or not, but in the movie he was depicted by Russell Crowe. Yeah. And um so and you know, the movie took liberties as movies do. And um it presents It
2: also ties to the two crow candles I'm making right now, but we won't get into that either, but go ahead.
0: This episode brought to you by Two, two Crows. Crow Candles. You can get them at blah 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 dot <laughs> com and they make your house smell nice.
2: Man, do they ever? But Man, go ahead.
0: Put light out. Uh, this is not a plug. Um, so yeah, um, the movie Russell Crowe plays uh, Nash, and uh, that's an important linkage here to to understand in the uh, story that we're kind of unfurling. And the movie, you know, it, it it depicts his life, but I wouldn't say, for my studying of him, is it's a very accurate depiction fully. It's the it's the depiction that everybody knows you know it's the the thing that everybody will accept. and so um, eventually the United States nowadays uses Nash's ciphering technique, but really yeah, they ignored him during the time period that he <clears throat> right that he existed. so he wrote all these letters warning everybody,
2: hey, right
0: yeah and then <laughs> I know that feeling and then mass consciousness was just like, oh it turns out he's right mm-hmm. and then like, you know, went ahead and took his, his idea.
2: So what was this cipher?
0: Uh, I'd have to look it up and I imagine that.
2: I guess we wouldn't really know it if we're still using it.
0: Probably don't really want to get into that, but I'd have to look up the the underpinning of it to, to remember all the bits and pieces of, you know, what it allegedly is.
2: Wouldn't have anything to do with 17, would it?
0: Mm, Probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of that stuff. So game theory is not too dissimilar from quantum stuff. Right. Because you've got entangled states of outcomes.
2: As we're displaying in this conversation. Right. And so
0: you you get into you, you, the, the probabilities are different, right? So the big thing in, in computer stuff is quantum encryption. Because at the point that we hit quantum encryption, you can't have any secrets because all your ciphers will be broken. Mm. So everybody's like super paranoid about quantum encryption. Because if that hits, then all the secrets that we have are, are you know, gone.
2: Right. And truly, if you understand the micro, there are no secrets.
0: Right. Yeah. There's In the end, you can't keep a secret to start with, but uh, the intelligence agency branches have been paranoid about this for at least 20 to 30 years uh, to the point that they were uh, – when I was in college and, and starting to study IT stuff, they were already jumping ahead and saying, yeah, well, we need to get this quantum thing done. Um, so – you know, my guess is they probably use his uh, equations that have to do with game theory, in tandem with something kind of quantum to to to, to make some very complicated cipher. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so he did write these people and was right. You know, so is it really schizophrenia if you're right? I don't know. Oh, yeah. He he kept hearing voices. Uh, what he did get busted for later on was he um, he got married to his first wife, had a kid. And then he exposed himself to some dudes. What? Yeah.
2: Now, why did you have to do that?
0: Well, I don't know, but he exposed himself to dudes. And uh, at the point that he exposed himself to dudes, that was during uh, the big, you know, anti-communist, anti-gay, big, huge thing going on. And uh, he was immediately... When you say
2: dudes, like, how old were they?
0: Um, it was a sting operation in, like, a park. So, like, park-age cruising dudes. And oh,
2: they they tried to catch him?
0: No, they did catch him.
2: I know, but I mean, on purpose, was he framed?
0: Well, we don't know. I, the, the story is that he lost his security clearance and everything because, well, his smaller John Nash was exposed to people. Do that, you
2: think he really? Okay, let's ask this question. Right. What if he was so smart and he figured everything out right and he had all this stuff right. and he wasn't schizophrenia or didn't have schizophrenia? And he was just so incredibly intelligent and insightful. Right. And could see it all and understood it all. Right. And they he was actually a threat. So then they created this story about him. Well, you never know. It's a
0: possibility, right?
2: And um, I'm just making this up. But what if they, uh, you know, framed him uh, to make him look bad to mm-hmm, keep him under control? Well, certainly. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just asking a question. Is it
0: possible? Certainly that could be a a conceivable possibility, I think. Huh. But whether or not it actually occurred, I can't say because I don't know fully. on. Yeah, we don't know. But that is the story. And um, it caused some problems with his marriage and whatnot. That's sad. But then he winds up remarrying her later on down the road, like after several other uh, relationship uh, fails. (laughs) Uh,
2: he had other relationships besides her.
0: Yeah, he got married to somebody else and had a Really? Married. Yep. And then he got married to her again, like later. I think it was in the '90s. And then in 2015, they both are on a New Jersey Turnpike and get into a car wreck mm. and die. Mm-hmm. 2015. Elder,
2: el- oh yeah. Yeah. 2015. What, what was the date?
0: Uh, I don't know immediately. I'd have to look it up.
2: Okay, look it up.
0: Are you? Looking or do it you up? have
2: access? Oh, I thought you had your computer well, up. I kind of do. Oh, okay, hold on. So go ahead. Well, so you, how- here, let's just take a pause here. Okay. Pause.
0: And we're back. Did you uh, find that date about
2: Nash? May 23rd, 2015.
0: May 23rd. So that would be Taurus?
2: Is that Taurus? Mm, it'd be the first into Gemini. Gemini.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I did a little astrological research, as I'm want to do, on Nash, right? Mm-hmm. And because um, I'm always curious to see what the natal chart is. And, of course, that can change with house systems and such. But... He has almost all of his planets in the, um, upper portion of his chart from like the seventh to the 12th house is just packed. And the only place that he doesn't have that is in the fifth house, um, which is normally Leo. So like, he's just got, you know, you would call that a lot of Yang energy, like Hmm. an immense amount of Yang. So a person with Yang like that, um, they're going to be very visible people. Typically they can't really hide. And um, that Saturn sitting there in the fifth, as it was, tends to make them not have a lot of fun (laughs) because their their ego is being structured in a certain kind of way that um, precludes having fun in in ways that Leos might normally try to have. Hmm. So mathematics would be a natural conclusion of that. And only somebody with Saturn and Leo would try to come up with a a theory for playing a game, right? Like, I mean, Hmm. that's so Saturn-y and Leo-y together, like... Yeah. Like, hey, how can we take the fun out of the game? <laughs> and, like, totally take the fun out. We can put math in there.
2: So, on that day, Anne Mira died. She was um, the mother of Ben Stiller. Okay. I think she was in. Um... No, Ben Stiller was uh, on Se- Seinfeld. Okay. Now, who am I thinking of? That's I that's no. His, she was no. I think she played the mom.
0: Ben Stiller's dad was on Seinfeld.
2: Okay, okay, okay. I know who she is. I see her face. But it says she was on Archie's Place. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about.
2: And then um John Carter, American actor, Scarface. He was on Scarface. He died. He was 87.
0: On the same day that Nash and died.
2: Oh look, so yeah, on the same day. So look. uh Ann Mira was uh, 85, John Nash was 86, and John Carter was
0: 87. Huh. Just all lined up in a row, huh?
2: Yeah, weird.
0: All right, so that pretty much covers Nash, and I will say that when you make all these different inferences, that it would make sense that they... Had a reason to want to keep him on a leash. Mm, mm-hmm. In other words, like you wouldn't want him to get too far uh, out there, mm-hmm. so, because if he started working for some other country, say, oh, I don't know, Russia,
1: mm.
0: that that could present a serious problem. So I, I could see where uh, some kind of blackmail might be tried to be used to put that asset underneath their thumb, and so I wouldn't say that's out of the question, but. He kept complaining in his life that he, he didn't really have visual hallucinations like the movie talks about. He had hmm. audio hallucinations, hmm. and uh, apparently those hallucinations weren't all wrong. Because
2: did they talk? Did that? Did the book you read talk about what he heard? Did he ever describe it?
0: Um, you know, I don't remember the book actually saying anything about it, but um, I remember the movie depicted like you know G-men looking people um, showing up, and I think. Part of that is left over from McCarthyism, but part of it, I think, is just the military-industrial complex. I think if you're working in it, you're probably going to start having some problems because you're dealing with some deep, dark things most of the time. I don't think it's all, like, you know, Hallmark episodes. Of <laughs> aren't we glad that we all worked this out? I think typically it's, here's this new technology and, like, maybe aliens and, you know, whatever else, like, and then you got to deal with that. <laughs> so, um, I think he... You know, obviously, he his intellect was was well advanced, and um, they kept referring to him as a mathematical genius, even though he hated math. So it's one of those things where the universe is kind of like, "Hey, you are going to do this, you're right? Do this thing," and he's like, "Yeah, well, I don't really want to do this thing." And then he he found the kind of the key that he needed. But it's interesting to watch because you know, here is this mathematical genius, quote unquote, who. Is uh, got a PhD and is real qualified to to talk about the things he's talking about when it comes to security. And he's completely ignored, just ignored, band ignored. So
2: why? Okay, so why was he ignored, and then why are other people lauded? Well, I mean, well, he did win a Nobel. So
0: the 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 thing is that to to really start to get a I don't
2: understand that sometimes why some are well
0: like, uh, to to get a handle on it. I think you have to look at what America was doing when it came to intelligence. So when you study the, the context of that time period, it turned out that the United States was more often in bed with Russia than against it. So it, it was kind of like one hand played off the other. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, Ooh, we hate communists. Oh, Hey, you guys want to trade some weapons? Like here's some weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, it's so bad. It's communist mm-hmm. threat. Oh, we definitely don't want any of that. Hey, like we should go divide that country up. I mean, that's kind of what they did. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. In light of the wars and everything. So I think that you get somebody like Nash, who's saying, like, we don't have security in our country, and um, that's going to piss off some people that are cooperating with people that make money in the mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. by the country not having security. Huh. So, basically, he's right. He's like, hey, you know, traders and they're going, yeah, we know, we don't really want that known right now because we've got plans that don't involve your naive conception of what security entails. Hmm.
2: Interesting. And do we know what kind of background his parents came from? Because, I mean, Bluefield, Kentucky would probably be kind of... West Virginia. Right. Or, or, I'm sorry. West Virginia would be kind of, you know, maybe backwoods. R- and
0: rural. Rural, yeah. Well, I do know that West Virginia... I
2: think it's a uh, green point, green, something green. So next time we do this, are we doing, okay, first of all, before we go any further, are we, what's our schedule looking like? Once a week, once a month?
0: Well, one, it kind of depends on... Because
2: I'm going to be more, I, I think I should be, we should be a little more
0: kinda, <laughs> prepared. Kinda, I have questions. It kind of depends on where we are, but I mean, you know, the whole world right now is in turmoil, so I think we're doing pretty, pretty well comparatively. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe once or twice a month. It just depends on you know if t- as time permits. I okay. Think. So
2: next time when we pick uh, something, I'm going to be a little more prepared because now I have questions and I just well, I have to have them answered.
0: And, yeah, you keep inventing them as we go along, and we're that's about, how I work. We're about to be moving on to the next section because oh,
2: okay, we're, go we're, ahead. We're, I wanted to know his parents. We're at
0: forty-seven minutes, but go um, on. But uh, at any rate, I do know that I think it was Greensbrier, West Virginia. Was the nuclear bunker for the presidents for a long time before the nuclear bunker is wherever it is now. So it has like a long history of being a place of secrets, including Mothman.
2: Right.
0: So that's something to kind of keep in mind. Like, the more bizarre a place is, that seems like the more likely something unusual is produced. <laughs>
2: Aliens, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, and right. Bigfoot. That's usually the whole. I think he lived. Mermaids. Ne- I think
0: he lived next to Maryland County, believe it well, or not. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: that makes sense. So, uh,
0: yeah, moving on. Um, there's a, a segue here to be had. Okay, let's move. In the sense that uh, we wanted to talk about uh, the Q movement, Correct. What? yeah the q movement the i thing. never
2: said such a thing
0: oh yeah well i'm sure that you wouldn't because no one <laughs> no one would because who would believe any of that stuff right right
2: it's crazy
0: crazy q stuff yeah and yet it seems like every other day that i open up any news source there's some article trying diligently to debunk q right it's like i guess
2: i, I would say probably why they're afraid again so the same reason they probably were afraid of nash except he was one person is that this open source, whatever's going on here, like where it's been put out into the mass mind or the mass public right? for what you would call open source intelligence, I guess, using a giant brain, which would be kind of similar to what uh, Anon, Anonymous is doing, like with hacking. And what's the other thing, that thing? I don't want to say it because people talk, you know, that bug thing. You know what I'm oh, talking about? yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts with a C. yeah. So the same kind of thing, like there there are these different... um, Hive (laughs) minds. Right. So now what QAnon thing... Well, it's not really QAnon from my understanding. It's there's somebody or something called Q, and there are people that, like, look at the things, the clues that he's put out, it's put out. And those are the anonymous. It is not QAnon. There are people who follow right? Well, it's-
0: so so there's Q clearance and then there's Q plus clearance.
2: Okay. What's that?
0: And those are different levels of knowing national secrets. So Q clearance is you know things that are potentially injurious to your country, and Q plus is like you definitely know some things that are injurious to your country. And those things are Usually put underneath the heading of national security concerns.
2: Okay, so it's an actual thing. Like that. using that letter is an actual... It's an established s- yeah, practice. Thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. They, they've used it for a long time in the military realm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the assumption is that whoever's behind this is probably has some sort of clearance that well, knows all these secrets and information that they're leaking out into the public.
0: They're not using it by accident because somebody knew enough to know that's how it's done. Hmm. So the Anon part was not how it's done, it, not in the normal sense. So mm-hmm. you've got anonymous, but there was never a, that we knew of, a, a open-sourced uh, intelligence thing like this was. This uh. was just like, here, here this stuff is, go find out, go look at mm-hmm. That's never been attempted. And I think QAnon stuff actually talks about that. So this has never been attempted before. 80 percent's covert, 20% uh, revealed. So um, it's curious because like,
2: Twenty percent's revealed and eighty percent's covert, or is it the other way around?
0: No, eighty percent covert, twenty percent revealed. Huh. In the proportions.
2: Eighty percent's covert. That's what they said.
0: Wow. So and
2: that twenty percent being revealed is pretty because I've looked through it and it's pretty mm, right. harrowing, I to say the least.
0: Right. So so whoever's doing this or whoever chose to do this, knew the lingo to speak, which means mm-hmm. they were either tied into people that were doing it or uh, were doing it. <laughs> One way or the Something. other. So it's kind of like Nash, right? Because Nash, he warns everybody and they all adopt his way of coding. And now, like, you, can, you can't you can swing a dead cat without hitting somebody who's doing some kind of coding, some sort of deep dive, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We first saw that, what, like, 99 in the Matrix, like, we all kind of got the idea, like, the movie The Matrix, like, hey, maybe all of reality is, like, coded. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then a bunch of hackers came up around and they're like, yeah reality is coded and i'm the coder like mm-hmm. that's kind of how it went and, and i had the long trench jacket you did but, but that you was did. before the matrix even came out I had you're that so out. cool i know i'm really elite so um that all hit and actually it kind of irritated me because i was like why is the matrix imitating my style man you mess me up
2: <laughs> you didn't get your coat where'd you get your coat in the matrix
0: wilson's i had to go to the mall did you
2: need metal legs
0: no, I went to the mall to Wilson's, which was the place back in those days.
2: Wilson,
0: <laughs> I had to go there, and uh, it uh, it was fairly expensive. Did you
2: buy it from Tom Hanks? Uh,
0: no, I bought it from Wilson's, which smelled of rich leather. So there was a. You're
2: not playing.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, like the. The romantic version. You didn't of a- get it, did you? Yeah, I got it. The, oh, okay. The actual version isn't quite as enjoyable. It's like, oh, I went to the mall and got it. But you don't know what I had to go through to do
2: that. Okay. So here you are. You're Neo in the Matrix. Well, uh, so. It's 2015. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. I come back from France. Well, so. so I'm ha- seeing other realms. Remember that.
0: Ha- hang on here. So in 99, <laughs> I graduate, right, from high school. Mm-hmm. And um we have a psychology course and uh, I remember it was under Kim Farmer was her name. And, um, they, uh, we get into, we see the matrix and everybody's at school the next day and they're like, I didn't get it. Like, I don't understand this movie. I'm like, well, noobs. <laughs> I'm like, well, so the thing is that, you know, it's, it's simulacra and there's all these different things. So I, Kind of try to kind of give a basic explanation, but but everybody was just kind of rubbing their heads like, I didn't get it. Like, I don't understand the Matrix. And that was my experience of the Matrix. And shortly thereafter, we went to Western State, which was the mental hospital. <laughs> so like, there's a one-to-one here to be understood <laughs> between leather jackets, the Matrix, and code.
2: Yeah, and schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, as mm-hmm. other people say it. And intelligence branches. Right. Which, you know, your grandfathers were involved in.
0: Uh, Yes, my family did have some ties to the military-industrial complex. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly, um, I'm sure they were involved in things that they couldn't talk about um, on many different fronts. And I think, you know, in both cases, it affected their health um, Mm. in a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways. And I think that they'd affected their health in ways that they even couldn't really appreciate until it did. Um, so it seems to me that a lot of that work is fairly thankless. I'll just put it to you that way. So, mm-hmm. so QAnon shows up and it's speaking speaking the lingi of, of all this stuff, mm-hmm. and people are kind of suspicious of it. And then you know it explodes. And I think the first post was what four years ago tomorrow or something like that.
2: Oh right, tomorrow. All right. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally. Coincidentally.
0: So, so they start this thing and, and they put out these breadcrumbs and it's your job to go basically figure out what's true and what's not. And they're not, they're not telling you what to believe. Right.
2: So they have breadcrumbs, which are, it's information, right? It's basic information. And then people are, they have bakers, right? They call them bakers. Yep. I don't know. It's been a while. So they have people called bakers that take the information and what do they do?
0: Well, I think their job, the way that... And I, this
2: is like when they, this is all kind of was made up on the fly. Like right. this isn't, this is just people. This wasn't an organization.
0: I think their job as I have seen the culture. Evolve,
2: There's a meme, whole meme, like gamer culture behind this too. Right. I think their job was to kind of knit together the clues and present okay. present the
0: synthesis of, say, clues.
2: Okay. I see. So then they, they, yeah. So they took the breadcrumbs and then they baked them and made a quote, you know, like bread. Yeah. It's like making cake or something. like Yeah. Or something.
0: And they, they come up with some conclusions that, you know, civilization goes, ah oh, it's crazy because how could that ever be the case?
2: Yeah. Some of the things they came out with were just like, sounds insane. Like, but like, People in, you know, harvesting children for something called andreachrome that's right. apparently is like, I don't know, I've heard different people say it's supposed to keep you younger or it was like the movie Limitless, like where it gives you this right super high that... You can accomplish like almost like you're a god or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, not eating children myself. Oh, that would tie to
2: Scarface and the du- and drugs and
0: not having eaten children myself. I wouldn't know.
2: Oh, and the Lion King, Scarface, right? And dying on May 23rd. Yep, Just- Gemini, throat chakra, John the Baptist. Okay, gotcha.
0: So it's not really something I've done, so I can't say whether or not that's the case. No. And it's not something I'm interested in doing.
2: No, and that there's this whole trade of human trafficking and children, and which is right. really we all know that. Come on, everybody knows that's real. Like every, all you have to do is walk, walk in Walmart. All
0: these, all these "quote unquote" conspiracies have been swirling around now for years. Yeah. Previous to all this. Yeah. So that the... oh, well,
2: and during you know while we were in Kentucky when the eclipse came, there was actually a warning coming out for Hopkinsville because they were having all those supposed to be the center of the the whole eclipse and they gave out a warning to watch your kids for child trafficking which I thought yeah. was like what
0: what I remember the most about that just before the eclipse is the airport suddenly putting this orange stuff in the sky everywhere and all these planes that were
2: flying was just around for bugs, Joe Bill.
0: it was a strange thing to do for bugs because like I've been around for a long time and seen different planes do different things but I've never seen unless you're in like a war zone what or do something, you think it was then I don't know. All I know is they did it before the eclipse and they did
2: came, They 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 did they go over fields with it or with the town? It was over the town. Like I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, it was over the town. And I don't know why they did it. Like I there's no explanation that I know of. And it smelled weird. The whole thing smelled weird. Like literally smelled I weird. I
2: remember you talking about it, but I never saw it.
0: Yeah. Well, they were doing it and I was like Maybe
2: you were having a schizophrenic break.
0: I hope so. <laughs> I can only tell you that that would be awesome because I've got a disability case. Let's be clear. Case.
2: We have not been diagnosed no. with that. We've been I, accused of it. But
0: I've got, I've got a disability case, and I want my money yeah, monthly. we don't
2: get paid money. Like, we need money. <laughs> we should be getting money.
0: Give me my money for being crazy, and I will.
2: We went crazy at the same time, yeah. by the way. I
0: will definitely be crazy okay. by billable hours.
2: Right. So we started noticing. I remember you said to me one day, you're like, hey, there's something interesting happening here. Um, there's this guy called Q posting on Four Chan or Eight Chan, whatever it was at the time, right? And um, I'm like, okay. And what's so what? So what's significant about that? And you're like, I'm just gonna watch him. Like yep. I'm just gonna. That's it. It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. So we watched.
0: We did watch and we watched watched for quite some time. Been watching everything. Uh, much of what they said, despite what everybody a else said. A lot. Says, yeah. They, they say- It started,
2: that, actually, it's happening even now. Yeah,
0: they say really. that a lot of the things that they decry as being a failed prophecy are things that are not mm, quite-
2: Not for people who watch. Uh, not, it's not quite things that Q- Something very weird's going on there. It's not
0: quite things Q said. So like-
2: Yeah, you, they've twisted it, it's the like, narratives and-
0: It's like reading a book and then concluding like, well, I didn't like the way that made me feel. So like, you know, I, I think the plot said this. And that's kind of yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be careful with this, right? Because like anytime you get into spiritual stuff, like people have their impression of what somebody said versus the actual thing they said. And uh, even not in spiritual things like a, an accident on the corner or something, people have their impression of the events that are, that unfolded because our memories are, are crap because we're carrying, mm-hmm. we, we make our own narrative and we're carrying our own prejudices.
2: Right. Right. So, then how can anybody believe their own narrative if they can't even remember what they had for dinner? Right. And so the, the first and key. And yet they want to speak as if they're experts on reality.
0: The first key would seem to be awareness, which I wrote a whole book on at uh, JBShirtCenter.com. Right. And uh, you can totally buy that book in print <laughs> if you want. But um, it um, develops a method of attention that you can use to pay attention to your reality. And it doesn't you know, necessarily force you to adopt any spiritual stance, although certainly you'll get better explanatory power if you do. Um, but it, the technique itself is independent from it. So if you can't pay attention and retain what's happening, like, uh, around you, then you're not going to be a very good witness to anything, you know, an accident or whatever it is you think about Q or whatever, because in the end, you're going to just conclude whatever you were already holding.
2: Which brings me to this idea of reality. So. Um, A long time ago, before all the weirdness hit, and I mean, this must have been mm, prior to 2012. Okay. I can't say this guy's name, it's going to sound ridiculous. And it's not like, you know who I'm talking about, this Asian scientist who who, who talks about, um, I don't remember what show he used to be on, but on TV. It was like, it's like Michu... You know, you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about, right? I get That's so of, stereotypical that to it's, I, it. I know what I'm gonna end up saying and it's not right and it's ridiculous. Okay. It's not Machu Picchu, but it's like Michu. I don't know. All right. So anyway, point being, he did this, he was talking about like psychology and the mind and reality and he uh, had set up this um woman like being robbed on the street and there was like, like five witnesses and he, they interviewed every single one of them and every single one of them gave a different point of reality, right? different color dressed, different color, whatever different what it was all different, which led me to wonder about the Mandela effect. And this gets into CERN and reality and quantum computing, but is that, Um, we're all kind of, I've had this idea that we all might actually be living simultaneously together, experiencing slightly different realities. Is
0: it on a yellow submarine?
2: I hate that, (laughs) but right. So like, how do you form a narrative who, or the question is who forms a narrative if that's the case?
0: Well, I think, number one, you don't worry about it, because if that's the the case, then your reality is just as valid as anybody else's. Right. So, and that's where things get interesting, right? Because if my reality is just as valid as yours, in other words, if I feel today like I'm a, a, a moose, and that's my reality, and you don't respect my moose reality, and I get mad at you for it, because I'm a moose, then... Who's got the problem if all realities are equally valid? But we all both we both know that's not really true because certain realities are supported and certain realities are true. not. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there's the laws of nature, right? So we know that there are trees. Right. There, there is a reality.
0: But we're in a, a time period where basic laws of nature are under scrutiny. So we, we're not really – like we know that trees give us oxygen and yet we don't really replenish them. Like we just keep cutting them down. Mm-hmm. So we know at some point that we're going to be screwed on that deal because we're skirting a natural law. Mm-hmm. We also know the planet can only hold so many people at a certain point. It's going to not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So those are things we all know. And we just kind of run around like we don't know them. And there's going to be, you know, a consequence for that sooner or later.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that gets into who makes those decisions. Like who is allowed to make those decisions. And,
2: right. Uh,
0: so I have a theory for you. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Once a long time ago, I wrote this fiction book, and uh, it was about a dystopian scientific sort of future where the internet kind of meshes into reality, which is totally a sci-fi trope, right? Mm-hmm. And there's these guys that their job is to shape reality. That's their job. Hmm. Their whole job is to get, like, the events that happen, they're, they're, they're building consensus to get everybody to agree on what reality is and then on top of that even through history like what Hmm. happened historically Mm -hmm. that's their main function and if anybody doesn't fit that mold all the way well they get kind of re-educated in different ways until they do
2: interesting right what year did you write this
0: this was in 2007 2008 somewhere in there Mm -hmm. but um Yeah, so the the idea behind it is that with the internet being in, you've got a virtual world overlapping the actual world, Mm -hmm. and it gets blurry. You can't tell which is which, Mm -hmm. especially the more that you go into it. Mm -hmm. And so sooner or later, people are willing to just pay people to tell them what reality is. Like there's a job description.
2: I have an idea. Okay. We should be, we should, all right, check it. Yeah. Let's do for our next podcast. Uh Uh-huh we're going to do I don't know if I can do this. It's uh, going to be rough. Okay. Maybe I'll just do it. All right. And you can interview me. All right. I'm going to be an explorer. Okay. And I'm going to go 7 days without any news. The um, only contact I can have is with my my circle. Okay. And but they can't tell me any news. I'm going to be like I'm going to I'm going to quarantine myself from news and I'm going to go out into reality. Yep. And I'm gonna see if I notice any difference. If I notice anything weird,
0: So you're gonna like disappear into a
2: cave. That's kind of a good idea. And I'm going to journal. How's that sound? Okay. And I don't know if I'm gonna do it for the next podcast, but I will set aside. I'm gonna be what would can you what would you call that? Like a
0: it's like a psychonaut <laughs> without the drugs.
2: Yeah, like removing yourself. I'm gonna journey without outside.
0: Without the narrative.
2: Without the narrative that's being thrown in on TV, on the radio. I won't turn on the radio. Right. I'm going electronic free for seven days to see what reality looks like, if I it look, changes.
0: I'm sure that it will.
2: Cool idea. Okay, thanks for that. Thanks. Yeah, no, no trouble. You don't get to do it either, though. Don't you tell me nothing. I won't. Don't worry. Okay.
0: mum I'm, I'm, is the word. So yeah, I think QAnon, you know, it was really, really ga- hard. gaining critical mass there for several years, <laughs> and now we don't really hear. Well, as much they
2: started about it. threatening people that liked it. That's normal. Or talked about yeah. it with like going to prison and shit, and calling them terrorists. Because I, as far as I know, and we listen. Let's not even get into like false flags and crap to make people look bad. You know, the right. Nazis did that crap too. To right. the Jews. Yep. So let's not even go there. But um, so, yeah, they threatened, but it never really, it hasn't. As a matter of fact, I heard yesterday that they were going to do an investigative thing way back when this first started. And it was dropped after a month of investigation because well, they probably found out that it was something else important. Since when? That's did, my gift.
0: Since when are you investigated for thinking a thing in America anyway?
2: Like, Well, um, there's been movies about that, right?
0: Well, I mean yeah, but typically it's Bot like thought police. Yeah, that's 1984 mm-hmm. Orwell, but what I'm saying is yes, we we always knew there was like a a deep state governmental thing that you didn't want to get into, but it's never been the case that you know a a publicly visible movement is just like waylaid, you know, flat out just because of we don't like what it says. Right. Which is kind of what's happened here like mm-hmm. they, they state well, they're radical, they're extreme, but there's nothing in there that says Mm-mm. any of that.
2: No, actually, there's nothing at all. I mean, if you actually go out and look at it, it just, it talks about what people, it, it tells, it actually gets you to ask questions, to look at. Like, why was this person here? And what's this person doing? It's all in public domain. I could see where... You don't you can go look and you're like, oh, well, yeah, they were there and they were doing this with this person. That's weird.
0: I could see where if you were radically bent and you started uncovering some of these things, you might want to do something
2: like... Well, let's be real. Anybody can radicalize anything. Right. You can radicalize the left, the right, the center. Well... Anything can be radicalized. Any religion, any belief system...
0: Let's be very blunt. Let's assume that our government is run by psychopathic maniacs who are eating children. All right. Let's assume that. Well, then, wouldn't the natural response to that to be do something about it?
2: It'd be to shut everybody up. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah.
0: I'm just saying from either end of the spectrum, like, if that's that's true and we're the American people, then our Constitution says we should do something about that.
2: Well, just people will make themselves look stupid. That's all. You just look retarded. Who cares? So it's weird because
0: we constitutionally, like we say we're for the constitution and we can, we've got these powers as the people, but then we just sort of sit around and don't do anything because like we've got news media or something. I don't know. I don't know what our deal is. We got problems. <sighs> Lots of them. Now we got COVID, which is another problem. So yeah all these pieces just keep arranging themselves
2: that's not even we haven't even discussed that did we discuss that on our last podcast about covid and the sun and corona no did not, we get into that not
0: really because did
2: anybody do you know i've talked about people and told them that they probably would did want to do a lot of sun stuff i did i don't know i did for really?
0: years many years hmm. kept saying it over and over but what do i know just <laughs> right. some, some guy with microphone right well, we're, that's because you could buy one. That's right. We're at about an hour and ten minutes. All right. so. that was interesting. Yeah. So if there's any final thoughts on this, let's uh, let's go ahead and hit those and wind it down. Nope.
2: I think we wound it all up and we could encase it in um, simple understanding. This entire thing was about mainly the throat chakra, which is Gemini, and uh, maybe some Saturn in there and Leo. That's all you need to know. That's the end of it. In case all of it, take two pills and call me in the morning. That's it. So whoever's listening to this, here's the fun thing: whoever is listening to this, probably you need to learn something about the sun, right? Leo, uh huh, um, and Mercury, Gemini, which would be Virgo and um, Gemini um, and the planet Mercury. So and Saturn. So those three things, um, one thing you could do is you could look in your chart, if you know how to look at your astrology chart. Right. You could consult us and ask us questions.
0: And pay us money.
2: And we can do that. Um, Or you can go learn from somebody else who's going to try to teach you about something that we're actually talking about that we're experts on. And pay them money. So that wouldn't make any sense. And you'll still have to pay them money. Right. But guaranteed, it'll show up in your life. So there's there's a reason why,
0: right? Yeah, you're not hearing it accidentally, and if you're not hearing it, you should ask yourself why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't exist because you're not even listening to us. Yeah, you don't even know. So you don't even exist you don't even in even this world here. No. So yeah, I, I would say in
0: summary, there's been a great awakening to use the terminology that the there has few people use, but mm-hmm. was used before that. I I mean,
2: let's take that out. Let's All right, let's just take that out of the script, okay? Yep. There is something going on. Let's take that out of the script. People are getting woke, right?
0: Woke AF.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And reality is doing some weird crap. Then that's what I'm going to go explore to see if it's as weird out there actually than it's being portrayed virtually. Or if we're consensually making it that way. Are we? We might. Maybe it's not as bad as we think it is. Maybe, maybe it's worse. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know.
0: Well, on that note, okay. I'm Joe Bill Shirtsinger. And I'm Melissa Sims Shirts. What? <laughs> Try that again.
2: Okay, say my own Already name. Already reality is shifting.
0: <laughs> You're glitching out. Yep. You need to get your RAM. I'm just going to say, I'm Melissa. I'm going to defrag your drive. We're just
2: Joe Bill and Melissa. Let's stop saying our last names. <laughs>
0: okay. So, at any rate. No,
2: cut out the last name. We don't need to tell everybody our last name. All
0: right. I'm Joe Bill with... Melissa. And this has been Nearly Nearly Sacred. Sacred. Honor your partner. Honor your corners. It's right to
1: your own and the left to the next. And you grin right, left, right along. You grin right, left, on the ring. As we sing this cowboy dream song The ladies cross right hands And stop me Back to the cowboy so true And the head couples have right and lift And the side couples ride and live